hello. How have you been? How was your Halloween? Oh, my Halloween was good. Sorry, that Halloween jingle that plays just scared the crap out of me because I had my volume a little too loud. <laughs> See, I am, I'm always on the ring you, so I've not heard this Halloween oh. jingle yet. Eh, it's not Halloween anymore, so it's lost its touch. But no, I, I had a decent Halloween. Didn't, didn't really dress up, but Halloween's Halloween. I didn't even eat any chocolate, sweets, candy, whatever you want to call it. Really? No, I didn't. Because uh, I went out uh, to the club. I ate pizza, though. Yeah, I saw that you ate pizza. As soon as I saw pizza, I was like, uh, of course. Yes, nom 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 nom. Yummy. But no, that's that's all I did. I kind of, well, I say I dressed up. I just looked more emo than I usually do. And that's about it. But lots of good people dressed up for Halloween, so if anyone listening had a good Halloween costume, props to you, because I saw some really good ones that made me made me wow. Yeah, I mean I I went out I went out on Saturday uh to a thing I, I go to called Ultimate Power, so it's all like eighties music all night and it's pretty fun. Uh I dressed up as Shigo that night. Then went out on actual Halloween dressed up as Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. So, no, 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 no that's, I'd say it's a pretty decent Halloween. Watched some... I basically have watched the Scream franchise all week because I love the Scream franchise. I've got my Ghostface earrings in right now. And then next, Nice. Yeah, Halloween's still technically going on for me because next weekend <laughs> I'm going to the Love of Horror convention. So, uh, oh, nice. Kind of still going on for me. I feel like because this weekend I'm going to see Five Nights at Freddy's. So Five Nights at Freddy's. See, I'm gonna go see that this weekend with Jacob. So I'm just like, oh, Halloween's still kind of going on for me. Still kind of yeah, there. yeah. It's still, it's not really stopped. A few, a few, a few things are still going on because they didn't obviously land on the day of Halloween and the the day that it's. Landed on like the start of the week on a Tuesday. That's why some stuff's still kind of continuing on for, like this weekend and whatnot. If that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, some things are still going on. Some people are still celebrating, which is fair enough. Yeah, because Halloween landed on a Tuesday this year. But yeah, no, I hope everyone had a fun Halloween. I hope everyone stayed safe as well. It's the main important thing, especially with this weekend coming up, because obviously if you are in the UK, then you will be aware that it is Bonfire Night on Sunday, uh, which means there's a lot of twats with fireworks running about. I call it just the day that dickheads decide to be worse. I don't like Bonfire Night. It's it's funny you mention that, because I sent a TikTok to my mate Joe... No, not TikTok, uh, Instagram Reel, to my mate Joe earlier that I come across... And literally, it's just, at the start of the reel, it's just a, some boy be I can't remember what he says, but in the in the video, he's just got a lighter, and he's in a shop, and he, the lighter is going towards the fireworks. Next thing it cuts to, an entire display just ablaze on fire, and him just walking away. And I'm like, did I really just watch someone commit arson? Someone has gone into a, into a, into a store, lit the fireworks, and just fucked off. Like, Really? Yeah, I, I, I hate Bonfire I, Night for this reason. Bonfire Night is fine. It's just that if you have a pet, it's a little annoying when you've got neighbours that really set them off and scare your pets. So yeah, yeah, no, I can I can agree with that. I've got I've got I've got baby dragons and they don't really tend to react to it. But 
they kind of do in a, they don't react to it as in like they, they get scared but they can kind of sense something's a bit different and they get a bit they hide away basically and now i've got a cat and i've had a i've had cats since i was born basically my parents have always had cats so i know what it's like when you have pets during bonfire night and it's the reason it's the reason why i hate it also my area is not a nice area despite what my landlord tries to tell me <laughs> my landlord tries to do the whole bullshit of being like oh no this area is like really nice it's beautiful it's this isn't this, this it's such a nice area to live in and i'm like mate i can take you 30 seconds up the road where people do crack on in in the in the yard like don't bullshit. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I've lived in my I've lived in my entire life, mate. Don't fucking try and bullshit me. I can walk you two seconds up the road on Bombay night and you'll get pelted with a firework. Like, don't, because that's happened before. I've, like, sorry, we're going off topic. No true crime yet, but technically, it's a it is a crime to throw fireworks at someone. I'm pretty sure because you, I'd say it's attempted. Well, oh, I've I have seen enough videos of idiots with fireworks, but I guess in the south. It's true crime. Um, the the one I don't know if you've seen it. There was one where it was in it's in a school somewhere, and they're performing a play, and someone bought fireworks. Well, I'm assuming they didn't know they were fireworks, and let them off inside the building because they were meant to have like some sort of like pyrotechnics, but they actually bought fireworks, and the fireworks go off inside, and there's a bunch of really young kids and parents just having fireworks explode right in front of them. And it's not good. And then also, as many of the videos you see of folks who hold the fireworks and they try and let them go and end up dropping them. And the one I remember seeing where the the famous one where the woman drops the firework and then it shoots straight into a crowd and explodes. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was like only a few years ago I was walking home. um, I think I was walking home from the shops, like down my road, and these idiots were... They're having a bonfire, an illegal bonfire, uh on this like bit of grass and then i just was like just walking and right in front of me bit like further enough so it didn't hit me but very if i would have carried on walking a bit quicker it would have done just a firework landed like right near me and i was like wow right okay and i just legged it home Plus, plus they're throwing them on the main road as well so there's cars going past it's like i just fucking hate it i can't stand it it's probably get we probably get nasty very nasty burns i would assume if a firework uh touched your skin and went off well there was a kid in my in my primary school who got hit by a firework in like in the stomach like i must be about nine, i must be about nine or ten when this happened but it's ironically he lives he had i think he still lives in the same area but he lives right near me and i remember just going going to school and they'd already had the bonfire night like traumatizing video shown to all the kids about being careful with, spark- with sparklers and like all the horrific pictures of burns and shit but i remember like coming in the next day and then having to show it us again and we were like what the fuck's going on and they just went oh this kid i'm not, I'm not gonna say his name but they're like oh we got hit by a firework last night and we we're like oh my god is he dead that's the first thing we went to was like is he dead and they're like he's not dead he's just in very critical condition in hospital because you know his stomach was on fire and we're like yeah 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 he came back in school like months later and he started picking at his scabs in front of us just to really gross us out but yeah not fun so if anyone's going out this weekend please this is the one like like be safe any any night be safe on halloween 
fucking be safe on bonfire night because there are fucking idiots out there. I don't think they legally sell fireworks in shops anymore because they used to sell them in supermarkets. Yeah, I know. I remember used to sell them in Tesco. Yeah. They used to get them in a... Uh... Used to be like a stand They're behind a case and cabinet and whatnot, but I think it's the same thing with eggs as well on bonfire. I don't think you can get eggs from shops, especially teenagers can't, because teenagers would buy eggs and eggs someone's house because funny. Um, so I think you can't get them either. But it's it's all for safety because accidents stuff happen and people die, and then this is how you know people serious injuries happen and stuff, and you know. I mean, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, hopefully everyone can be safe this weekend. And I've got a feeling that a lot of people who are not from the UK or and I wasn't fully aware of Bonfire Night are probably listening to this right now thinking, what the fuck goes on in the UK? A lot of dark shit. Nah, nah it's Guy Fox celebrating him trying to blow up. Parliament. And it didn't work. It did not work. Yes. Um... That could have, hey, if he'd blown up Parliament, that would have been a true crime case, potentially. The amount of victims that he would have got off of that. Oh, dear. I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. But... Yes. Speaking of victims... Um, yes. I'm just going to have to make sure I have my uh, notes up here so I clearly say everything correctly in this disclaimer because there's a lot um, I feel like to say in this disclaimer. And I don't want to say um, everything and then forget something. So a quick disclaimer before this one. Um, I've not even said the person's name, but we will talk about um, murder, of course, felony, uh, grand theft auto, which I also count as like, I can't remember what they came under, but it's some form of malicious wounding. Um, we also have to talk about molestation. People getting molested. I know that's quite a uh, assault. Um, oh, just going. People getting stabbed. Um, just assault on women or that sort of thing. There is um, fellatio and other stuff as well. We do talk about blood. Um, I think rape as well. Um, we do talk about quite uh, some young people, very young uh, individuals uh, dying. So if you do not like people who are uh, killed at a very young age, don't listen. Uh, yes. And as I say, if I come to it, then I will say oh, pre-warning for this. Uh, oh, the use of drugs as well. We talk about uh, alcohol and drugs and other things. So if you don't like the... Uh, Talk about that. And sex. Sex and prostitution, I believe, as well. Um, I think that's it, but I'm just trying to go through. See, when there's so much stuff, and you're just typing it all out, and you, 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 you know, all you always think about is people getting killed, but you don't think about it. You have to make sure everything is detailed in case someone gets triggered by something and didn't. Nope. I think we're okay. And if I come to anything, because there is... There's some very fucked up things in this. Which, when I was typing them, I had to sit back and go, I did not just read that. So, yes. Fun, fun. Uh, I guess. We're ready, then. So, oh, 
let's grab the photo of the the guy. Um, is that a photo? That's a photo of him. Yeah. So today we are covering the case of Tommy Lynn Sells. Tommy I'm assuming that's. Uh, I'm assuming that's just his last name, Sells. That what's felt like. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it looks like it. Tommy Lynn Sells. Yeah. He looks like, oh. in the pictures of him with a beard... Well, there's one with the beard and one he's not got a beard. Yeah, the one with the beard, he looks... This is it. Well, this is also another true crime case that we might go on at some... That we might do at some point. But he looks like Danny Masterson. If you don't know who Danny Masterson is, he he played he played Hyde in that 70s show. And who he has recently been uh, sentenced to a very long time in prison for multiple rapes but he looks exactly like him in in that picture like a more recent version of danny masterson anyway which is kind of eerie oh so danny yeah okay i, I don't know this guy but he has um do you see the resemblance though yes yeah. i'm just oh sexual sexual assault convictions oh dear not good uh the church of scientology okay well that says enough about him. So yes, we're covering the case of Tommy Lincells. Take it, you don't know anything about this guy? I do not. Yeah, well, you're in for a ride with this one for sure. So, uh, as always, we go through the bio of the person. So that's his full name is Tommy Lincells. He was born on June 28th, 1964 in Oakland, California, USA. Um, he's no longer alive. Execution in this one. I know it's a spoiler, but this guy's fucked up and I don't care. Fair enough. Execution. Uh, in terms of nicknames, the Coast to Coast Killer, because we talk about a lot of different places where stuff's happened. When I was doing this, um, I found this case to be fair when I was searching for... Uh, I've started to now just search by state, because America's such a big place. I'm like, well, kill killers by state to kind of narrow it down instead of going USA killers. If you narrow it down a bit more, you get more search results. And Texas is how I found him. He came up from the Texas search. But this guy is in multiple places across the US. So the Coast to Coast Killer is a kind of understanding and fitting name because he does travel pretty much coast to coast. Um... Uh, he's convicted of felony theft, grand theft auto, malicious wounding, capital murder, public intoxication, and theft, September 18th, 2000. Now, I'm going to quickly go back. What? Grand theft auto, or motor vehicle theft. That's what grand theft auto means. It's car theft. They just call it grand theft auto in the United States, but obviously the game, you get the idea. But yes, car theft. And... Uh, the span of crimes, so it's not a recent case. It was July 5th, 1979 to December 31st, 1999 in USA. And he committed the crimes in the states of Missouri, New York, Illinois, Texas, Kentucky, and possibly other states. And he was apprehended on January 2nd, 2000. So let's the turn of the millennium. Um, see, the thing with, the thing, this is the thing about this case though, right? Though he, this man, he gets convicted of only one murder. But authorities believe he killed about 22 people. But he claimed himself on multiple occasions to have murdered over 70 people. So they only convicted him of one. 
They believe there's about 22 or so, but he said that he's done way more than that. It's never good, Which when, is, it's never good when they admit that they've done way more. Yeah, that's what kind of uh, intrigued me about this case, the fact that he, um, they'd only convicted him of one, but he himself said, I've killed this many people, and they were they didn't even, you know, um, the authorities didn't even believe really he'd committed that many, but he'd obviously say to multiple occasions, I've killed more. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's get into it then. So, Tommy Lynn Sells was born in Oakland, California, on June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty four, as one of five chillin uh, chillin five children to an unwed mother. Sells' presumed biological father, Joe Lovins, died when Sells was eleven. Sells and his twin sister Tammy Jean contracted meningitis when they were eighteen months old. Tammy died from the illness. Shortly thereafter, Sells was, was sent to live with his aunt Bonnie Walpole in Holcomb, Missouri. When he was five years old, he returned to his mother after discovering after she discovered that um, his aunt uh, wanted to adopt him. At the age of seven, Sells began regularly drinking alcohol obtained from a supply stash belonging to his maternal grandfather. Heavily drinking at seven. That's already not a good sign. Regularly drinking. Yeah, no, that's not good. Um, I'll take from a supply stash belonging to his maternal grandfather. So, he definitely uh, shouldn't have known it was there, but he's had access to it. And um, within a year, he was socialising with an adult man named Willis Clark, who sells allegedly began molesting him. Sells alleged that this man had began molesting him. Sells also claimed his mother encouraged the relationship, was traumatized, and further impacted him greatly. The fact that he says his mum encouraged uh, him to have a relationship with a very adult man. Yeah, that's not good. At that age. Um, Sells said he would later relive those experiences while committing his crimes. At age 10, Sells started using narcotics. Three years later, he entered his grandmother's bed nude while she was sleeping, um, leading to him being banned from the house. Shortly after this, um, his mother and siblings abandoned him by abruptly leaving town. A few days later, in a fit of rage, he... Well, we, we talk about these with guns as well, so... Um, in a fit of rage, he shot a woman and assaulted her, although she survived. Sells began living as a nomad uh, permanently in 1978 at the age of 14. When Sells visited family in Little Rock, Arkansas in May 1981, his mother threw him out after he tried to molest her in the shower. Thereafter, he failed to receive mental health assistance, his drinking worsened, and ultimately led to his first arrest in 1982 for public intoxication. In fact, he tried to molest his own mum in the shower. Yeah. How fucked up's that, man? Like, it's fucked up molestation within itself, but molesting your own family members, you have to be in another level of fucked up to be doing that shit. Oh yeah, no, you definitely have to be. Um, so now we're going to talk about some criminal history and the psychology before we actually uh, talk about the murders. So, Homeless, 
sells hitchhiked and train hopped across the U.S. State, uh, United States from 1978 to 1999, committing various crimes along the way. So that's how he's gotten about train hopped, hitchhiked. And as we've learned, hitchhiking is never good. I've never hitchhiked, but every time we talk about true crime and we mention hitchhiking, it's never for a good reason. Apparently that's still a big thing in America, though, as well. I don't get it. Like, over here, waving down a taxi, that's fine, but I couldn't... Look, waving down a stranger? I still get even if you want to go into taxis. I think I didn't go into a taxi, like, until I was about... 18 and my parents would always be like oh just get a taxi then i'd be like you've told me for years not to get in strangers cars and here you are telling me to fucking do it yeah is that because it's quite hard to conversate with the taxi driver I was, well this was also before uber was a thing i want to clarify this before like any like you could get a taxi like on an app this was before then so you had to actually ring them and all this kind of shit, and you had to have, like, change on you and everything. So you couldn't exactly, like, easily share your location with people. So I Yeah, like, no, that's understandable. I was always iffy about it, but... So I'm, like, I'm still iffy about getting into taxis now, like, as an adult with an app and everything, where I can share my location and shit. I don't know how these people are fucking hitchhiking. Yeah, and it's always it's, you always see it for like it's truckers. Truckers are going long distances, and they pick someone up. Are you going in that direction? Yeah, I so happen to be. Okay. So how do you know they're telling the truth? Get in, and then it never goes well. Never goes well, and he's trained hopped as well, so he's you know probably fair dodging there, which is already a crime. Um. He held uh, several very short-term manual labor and barber jobs. He drank heavily, abused drugs, and was in prison several times. In 1999, Sal stole a truck in Wyoming and was sentenced to 16 months imprisonment. He was diagnosed with a personality disorder consisting of antisocial, borderline and schizoid features, substance use disorder, severe opioid amphetamines and alcohol dependency, bipolar disorder, major depressive disorder, and psychosis. So that's a lot of things he uh, got diagnosed with. Which, having all that must be a handful and a half on the plate to have to deal with all that stuff. I, I don't deal with any um, of those issues. But having all them is not fun. On May 13th, 1992, Fabian Witherspoon, a 19-year-old woman in Charleston, West Virginia, was driving when she saw cells panhandling under an overpass with a sign that said, I will work for food. She felt sorry for him and took him to her home, asking him to wait outside. She went into her home to get some food for him, and by the time she got back to her front door, he was inside. Now, that's quite nice gesture, but also taking someone to your house. She's obviously uh, went at home to get food for him, and by the time she got back to the front door, he was already inside the house. And when she walked away to get something else, he got a knife from her kitchen, trapped her in a bathroom, and attempted to rape her. The woman fought back, hitting him in the head repeatedly with a ceramic duck getting control of the knife and stabbing him, nicking his kidney and liver. And then, get a load of this. 
In addition, his testicle was sliced. Oof. Oof. This man's fucked up, so I don't care. But getting a testy sliced. Oh, oh, dear, oh, dear. In retaliation, Sells beat her over the head with a piano stool. Sells tried to get away, but his injuries landed him in the ICU and police custody. Witherspoon sustained significant injuries herself, including a gaping head wound and a severe hand laceration that required surgery. After this attack, Sells took a plea deal on malicious wounding charges and served five years in prison. While serving the sentence, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and married Nora Price. He was released in 1997 and moved to Tennessee with his wife. He then left her the same year and resumed his cross-country travels. So he actually married after having that crime placed on him while serving the sentence. How? People must love prisoners. Why? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, people these days, right, I find are so picky sometimes when it comes to, like, dating. A lot of them are just like, oh, this specific thing is a deal breaker. Yet there's four dating murderers. Like, they're, they're, they're marrying people who are not decent at all human beings and are in prison for a fucking reason. Yet they, they, they look over that and go, well, I'll marry them. Yeah, someone won't date someone if they're at the right fucking height. What? I, I don't get it. Okay, if you have a height preference, that's fine. But, like, people are like, oh, I can't date someone if they're this high. And then someone who can look past the fact that someone's done some the horrific, the most fucking horrific crime and still marry them. Blows my mind. So now we're going to talk about the murders. There's a lot to get through here. Um, and lots of detail on each of them specifically. So... Some details in this might be quite distressing, so I'm pre-warning now. I've already done the the, the disclaimer, but some pre-warning for this stuff, because there's one part in this which, well, when I explain it... So, police investigators believe Sells murdered at least 22 people. Retired Texas Ranger John Allen said, We did confirm 22. I know there's more. I know there's a lot more. Obviously, we won't ever know. Sells says he committed his first murder at age 15 in Mississippi after breaking into a house. While in the house, Sells claimed to have discovered a man performing fellatio on a boy and killed the man in a fit of rage. This confessed crime has not been confirmed. Furthermore, in 1980, Sells claimed he killed a man with an ice pick in a Chinese restaurant in Los Angeles, which has also never been confirmed. Also, an ice pick. They're dying by ice pick. Oof. That's... Uh, I've never heard someone die that way before, but that sounds absolutely painful. Not, uh, nonetheless, Sells has been linked or confessed to multiple crimes. So, um, I'm going to go through the crimes which he's presumed to have done the murders for, linked to sort of stuff. Because he's only got convicted of one, but these are the ones that he suspected are linked to in some way. So, July 5th, 1979, Port Gibson, Mississippi. John Cade, 39, was killed with a .32 caliber pistol during a home invasion. Near the crime scene, a man who resembled Sells was observed. 
He may have been in the area around this period, according to investigators. April 27th, 1982, St. Louis, Missouri. In November 2015, Melissa DeBoer contacted police after watching an episode of Crime Watch Daily which featured cells. In 1982, DeBoer's mother, Joanne Tate, 35, was murdered in her St. Louis home. Her testimony as a seven-year-old assaulted in the sexual attack helped identify Rodney Lincoln as the killer. However, DeBoer came to believe Sells, not Lincoln, murdered her mother in 1982. In 2018, Missouri Governor Eric Greetens, I hope I right, um, commuted Lincoln's sentence to time served and he was released from prison. July 31st, St. Louis, Missouri. Tiffany Gill, 4, and Colleen Gill, 33, were both discovered um, were discovered at their house on Washington Terrace in the West End neighborhood. They had both been battered to death with a blunt weapon. A man matching Sells' description was seen leaving the crime scene. Sells, who at the time of the double homicide resided in the 3,000... Uh, 330th block of Edmondson Road in Breckenridge Hills had relatives who lived in the St. Louis region. July 26th, 1985, Springfield, Missouri. In July 1985, 21-year-old Sells worked at a Forsyth carnival where he met 28-year-old Edna Court. Court, yes. And her four-year-old son, Rory Court. Cord invited Sells to her home that evening. According to Sells, he had sex with her, fell asleep, and awoke to find her stealing from his backpack. He proceeded to beat Court to death with her son's baseball bat. He then murdered her son because the child was a potential witness. The bludgeoned bodies were never uh, the bludgeoned bodies were found three days later, by which time Sells had left town. Now this guy's a fucked individual because he's one of those people that's like, right, I'm going to kill someone, but also if anyone's in the the thing, like the crime scene, I need to kill them as well so they there can be no witnesses. Even if it's a son, a daughter, like this is a four-year-old child, and he's like, yep, um, I need to kill him as well because he's a witness. And though at four, he wouldn't be able to probably recall much or say much. He killed him anyway. Which is, um, fucked up. Um, October 15th, 1987. Lovelock, Nevada. Stephanie Kelly Stroth, 21, was last seen at the four-way cafe and truck stop in Wells, Nevada. Sells confessed to Stroth's murder... He said he picked her up while she was hitchhiking after he offered her a ride to Reno, Nevada. They took LSD together, then he strangled her in Lovelock, covered her body in concrete, and dumped it in a hot spring. Her body was never found. Now this is the one I have to give some pre-warning for because this was so fucked up when I read this, I couldn't even believe that I was reading this. So. November 17th, 1987, 
Aina or Ina, Illinois. Sell confessed to the murders of four members of the Dardine family. While he was hitchhiking, Sells was picked up uh, Sells was picked up by Keith Dardine, 29, who brought him to his home for dinner. When they arrived at the residence, Sells pulled out a handgun and shot Keith in the head twice. He then emasculated him before shooting him once more in the head. Keith's three-year-old son, Peter Dardine, was bludgeoned to death, and Sells also attacked Eileen Dardine, Keith's 30-year-old pregnant wife. She went into labor after being beaten to death and gave birth to her daughter, whose name was supposed to be Casey Dardine. Warning. He then fatally bludgeoned Casey before mutilating Elaine's breasts and sexually assaulting her corpse with a baseball bat that he had used to murder her children, which he left protruding out of her vagina. What? Yeah. He 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 beat Keith Dardine's wife Elaine to death. She then went into labor and when the baby was born, he then killed the baby as soon as it was born. And then he mutilated Elaine's breast, sexually assaulted her corpse with a baseball bat that he used to murder the children with and then left the baseball bat protruding out of her vagina. I couldn't fathom the fact that he just killed a baby as soon as it came out. As soon as it came out. Like, what? I didn't even know that that would happen. That if you bit so, if you could beat someone to death who was pregnant, they would then have the child. I think it depends on how far along they are, but that can happen. Yeah, it can. It can cause the body to. Just, yeah. This, what I this mean, I mean, yeah, I feel like that. No, that's definitely possible. It can send them into an early labour. Yeah, but he, the child just came out, and then he killed it straight away. Yeah, that I don't understand. Why? And then sexually assaulting the corpse, and then sticking the baseball bat they used to kill the kids with. Oh, that's fucked, man. I couldn't believe that. I was just like fucking. Just the fact that the baby wasn't even born for like probably seconds and it had already been beaten to fucking death. That's fucked up. Beyond belief that this man killed a practically newborn child after killing the mum, the dad, and the other son. uh, The son. And then fucking the the sexual, sexual assault in the corpse and mutilating the breasts. And then sticking the baseball bat in there as if it's some fucking dildo. That's fucked, man. Ah. Just, just even the thought of that's fucking horrible. Sorry. That, that got me, man. When I was typing that, 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 that got me. I was like, no. Take life for granted, man. Some people don't even get a life. And you should be very grateful for the life you do have. Because in cases like this, you could just die straight away. It's fucking grim. Moving on, oh, I take a breather after that one. I mean, yeah. December eighteenth. Everyone, everyone, have a breather. Everyone, have a pause. Everyone, has, have some water. Have something that just. In hell. If you want to pause, then pause. I feel like a few people have done. I'm convinced there's a lot of people that have just paused half of our episodes just so they can contemplate what they've just heard, and that is on the list. What? 
Oh yeah, I was. That's my. Well, that's that's that for me is tied with the um other incident we spoke about. You know which one I mean. Uh, there's a lot. Mister Ramirez. Oh, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. What Mr. Ramirez did is on the same level as what this guy's done. I'm just... Oh, dear. If you, if you, this is not... Well, this is kind of a plug, I guess. Listen to our episode on Richard Ramirez, and then you will know the incidents I've just referenced, and you yourself will be like, I did not just hear that. Yeah. Believe me, when Lauren, when Lauren said it to me, I was like, no, there's no way. No, it wasn't... Wait. You mean um, Richard Trenton Chase? Oh, sorry, Richard Trenton Chase. I yes, like, not Richard. I was like Richard Ramirez, Richard Ramirez did horrific shit. Do not get me wrong, but I'm pretty sure the worst one that I've ever talked about was Richard Trenton Chase. Sorry. Well, yeah. yes, I Richard Trenton Chase one as well, but yeah, no, I... that was the one where you were like, I was like, you're not going to be able to guess what he did, and you were like, no, no, I think I can come. Up, I think I can think of like what he probably did. I think I know what he did, and then I said it, and you were like, that's not what I thought. It was. Sorry, I got my <laughs> I got my Richards messed up. It's Richard Trenton Chase. Richards just just got some bad fucking rep. Yeah, sorry. They're up there with the Jeffreys and the Garys and the Dennises of the world. Which is bad because my. Yeah, no, it's Richard Trenton Chase. What's the episode? Richard, Richard Mayer's did fucked up stuff as well. He has some stuff that's up there on the list, but it's Richard Trenton. Richard Trenton Chase is I, the one I. I've listened to so many, like, horrific cases now. And. I, like, it takes a lot to make me pause and just go, what the fuck? And the, when I first. Started researching Richard Trenton Chase. I remember just turning everything off and putting my headphones down and just sitting there in silence for a while. Like, I, I sometimes have it all in the background while I'm working, and then I heard that and I just went, What? Like, I had to completely contemplate everything in life. Cause I couldn't yeah, because usually it. when I do my research, I'll have music on and I'll just be typing away and whatnot, and I'll, I'll keep going through it and I'll be like, Oof, oof. But there's a few times where I'll be like typing and I'll stop and I'll have to pause music and go, what the fuck? I, I actually do say it out loud. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I, I generally say that, but yeah. Um, that that was bad. But we move on to December 18th, 1988 in Tuscon, Tuscon, Arizona. Kent Allen Lauten or Lawton, 51, was stabbed and buried in a shallow grave near a homeless camp. Sells claimed he killed Lawton um, because he refused to pay for drugs. His body was found two days later. December 9th, 1991, Mariana, Florida, Teresa Hall, 25, and her five-year-old Tiffany Hall were both bludgeoned to death with a wooden table leg in their home. Home. The killer had kicked the front door in, smashed a wooden table to pieces, and used one of the legs as a murder weapon. Serial killer Angel Martino Martirino Re- Resendez was suspected of the crime. We might cover him actually, because I actually come across this boy, but Bridget's his name, sorry, but I don't care because he's fucked up. Was suspected of the crime originally, but Sales later confessed to the double murder. October 13th, 1999, Lawrenceville, Illinois. Ten-year-old Joel Kirkpatrick was stabbed to death in his bedroom while he was sleeping at night. 
His mother, Julie Ree Harper, ran to her son's bedroom, encountered an intruder wearing a ski mask, and then fought off the intruder before fleeing. The murder weapon, a steak knife from Rhea's kitchen, had been left on the floor outside Joel's bedroom. She was convicted of Joel's murder, but was eventually um, exonerated. October 15, 1997, Springfield, Missouri. 13-year-old Stephanie Mahaney was found in 1997 in a farm pong west... Oh, it must be a farm pond, sorry, not pong. I've written that down wrong, sorry. Farm pond west of Springfield. According to cells, he pulled her from her bed in her home at night, drove her to a field, injected her with cocaine, raped her and strangled her to death. December 14th, 1997, Las Vegas, Nevada. 19-year-old Yvette Sophie Mueller was last seen in an RV park in Las Vegas. Sal's claimed to have raped and killed a blonde-haired woman in Las Vegas, chopped her body up with an axe, and buried her next to the Snake River. The body was never found because it had been swept away by a landslide, but officials suspect Sal's was referring to Mueller. April 15, 1998, in San Antonio, Texas, Thomas Bros, 40, was a carnival worker who was shot to death in his motorhome. He was seen with a man matching Sal's description. Sal's initially confessed the crime, but later recanted it. April 4, 1999, Gibson, Tennessee, Deborah Harris, 31, and her 8-year-old daughter, Ambria, Hallie Burton, were both killed after Sells broke into their house at night and raped Harris in bed. She was stabbed repeatedly with her own kitchen knife, which was left in her chest. Hallie Burton was stabbed three times after she witnessed Sells murder her mother. April 18, 1999, San Antonio, Texas. Nine-year-old Mary Beatrice Pier Pier Pires was kidnapped from a market festival, driven to a stockyard, raped, and strangled to death with her t-shirt. Her body was found in a creek ten days later. Sells was convicted of the murder. A nine-year-old. He's raped a nine-year-old. He's killing young kids. Adults, this man doesn't care. He's that say, fucked up. I was about to say, based on what you've already said, he does not seem to give a flying fuck. Age is not going to stop him. No, he's, he breaks into the house, he'll kill any of the family members, kill the kids because they're witnesses. Just drugs, drug people, rape folk. You know, he killed them with, the, as I mentioned earlier, the table leg. Any weapon he can get used to, to, to harm someone or kill them, he will try and find, chopping up bodies with an axe. Like, this guy is fucking fucked up in the head. Yeah. May 23rd, I should say 1999, in Lexington, Kentucky. And as I've been saying, there's many different locations he's done this in. So we've talked about Tennessee, Texas, Kentucky. So you get the nickname of the Coast to Coast Killer. Because he just hops around, killing people in multiple states. Haley McHone, 13, was kidnapped from a swing by cells, dragged into a wooded area, and raped. She was then strangled to death with her t-shirt and covered with debris. Her body was found 10 days later. Cells was arrested in the area around that time for an unrelated charge. July 5th, 1999, Kingfisher, Oklahoma. 
Bobby Lynn Wofford, 14, was picked up from a Love's convenience store by Sells, who drove her to a secluded area, sexually assaulted her, uh, struck repeatedly with a hatchet, and then shot her in the head with a large-caliber revolver uh, when she tried to escape. He dumped her body off the side of the road and kept two of her earrings. December 31st, 1999, in Del Rio, Texas. So, Kayleen Katie, or Katty Harris, 13, was sexually assaulted, stabbed 16 times, and her throat slashed by cells after he broke into her trailer. Cells also attacked Crystal Surles, 10, who was at the same property, but ultimately survived. So that's all the murders he got charged for, he suspected of doing, and like he said, he confessed to 70, so that's just a handful of them that he's presumed to have been involved in, but if he's right in saying that, I do believe him in saying that he did commit 70-odd murders. Because the way it seems, he just doesn't give a fuck that that number doesn't seem totally out of the ordinary or like out of the, the picture. I feel yeah, like... The, this guy, I swear. I, I, I do feel like it's obviously at the point that was a lot of these, if he's conv- uh, uh, committed 70, there's no way we're going to be able to find all the victims or ever get justice for all the the murder he's committed obviously because he's dead but we now will talk about the arrest and confessions so on December 31st 1999 in the Guadia I'm saying that right the Guadia Bay subdivision west of Del Rio, Texas cells sexually assaulted, stabbed and killed 13 year old Kayleen Katie Harris, as we mentioned before slitting the throat of 10 year old Crystal Surles. Crystal survived after being slit in the throat at 10 props Crystal survived and received help from the neighbours after travelling a quarter mile to their home with a severed trachea Sal was apprehended after being identified from a sketch made from the victim's description. Police over time came to suspect him of working the system by confessing to murders he had not committed. Sal's confessed to a number of crimes and supposed murders which were never able to be corroborated. Sal says he and an accomplice kidnapped a woman in 1982 in Little Rock, Arkansas who he, Sells, raped, tortured, and killed, and then dumped her body in a quarry. Law enforcement chose not to explore a deep quarry uh, lake Sells led them to due to financial concerns. Sells revealed that in 1986, while he was working for Atlas Towing in St. Louis, he received a call from a prostitute whose car had broken down. When he arrived at the vehicle, he suggested sex in lieu of paying off uh, the towing cost. When she declined, Sells says he shot her and threw her body in a river. Sells also divulged that in 1988, he met a woman and her son in Salt Lake City, Utah, and travelled with them to go on a camping trip. Sells claimed he killed her and her son by an unclear method and dumped both of their bodies in the Snake River in Gooding County, Idaho. Sells once... Stated to investigators that he killed a black man and dumped his body in Chicago. 
And in the specific street intersection this allegedly occurred at, but no such murder was ever discovered. Sells also claimed he killed a 20-year-old woman who he originally thought was a man in a drug deal gone wrong in Truckee, California, on July 27, 1989. A report of an unrelated incident established that Sells was in the area and an unidentified female body was found in the area at the time. In addition, at one time, Sells claimed to have killed two unidentified female hitchhikers in May 1989 in Roseburg, Oregon. Finally, Sells referenced other additional victims who he had said to have killed and dumped in, fl in the Florida swamps while he worked there, as well as several gay men at various rest stops along the interstate in Pennsylvania. The state's attorney in Jefferson County, Illinois, declined to charge Sells with the Dardeen family homicides in 1987 because his confession to the quadruple killing, while genuinely consistent with the facts of the case, as reported in the media, was inaccurate with concern to some details that had not been made public. He also changed his account three times regarding how he had met the family. Investigators wanted to bring Sells to Southern Illinois to resolve their doubts, but Texas refused due to its law forbidding death row prisoners from leaving the state. Sells was housed on death row in Allen B. Polinsky Unit near Livingston, Texas. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice uh, received him on November 8, 2000. In 2004, Sells confessed that on October 13, 1997, he broke into a home, took a knife from a butcher block in the kitchen, stabbed a little boy to death, and scuffed a woman. Those details corroborated the account of Julie Ree Harper, who was initially convicted from the murder of her son and then acquitted in 2006. So that's good. They convicted her, but when he basically confessed to that one, they acquitted her and was like, okay, we wrongly convicted you because he's confessed to the murder that we thought you did. And we will now talk about his execution, because thank Lord fucking Christ, this guy's dead! So, on January 3rd, 2014, a Del Rio judge sent Sal's execution date for April 3rd, 2014. Sal's death sentence was carried out at the Texas State Penitentiary, in Huntsville. Penitentiary. Penitentiary, sorry. In Huntsville. When asked if he would like to make a final statement, Sells replied, No. As a lethal dose of pentobarbitone was administered, he took a few deep breaths, closed his eyes, and began to snore. Less than a minute later, he stopped moving. 13 minutes later, at 6.27pm, CDT, he was pronounced dead. Banging. Crystal Surles and members of both the Harris and Perez families attended the execution. Nice. And there's a few things in the media. So, eight years before his execution, Dells was one of the featured interviewees on episode two, Cold Blood Killers, of season one on the investigation discovery documentary series, Most Evil. The interview was done by forensic psychiatrist Dr. Michael Stone. In the interview, Sells claimed to have killed more than 70 people, which is why he, we suspect, because he said that in that interview. ABC News created a 10-minute mini-documentary, Tommy Lynn Sells, The Mind of a Psychopath. And in 2021, A&E Network original showed I Survived a Serial Killer, made an episode about the 
um, Fabian Witherspoon's story. So he's dead. Thank fuck. Bye-bye. So, yeah, that is the uh, story of Tommy Lincells. Now... Like I said, he's confessed to doing over 70. Did he actually do over 70? I don't know, but he he did a lot of fucked up stuff, but he only convicted of one murder. Um, yeah, the fact that he's only been convicted of one? <sighs> See, I don't know how the criminal justice system really works, but when someone confesses to this many, they can't... They need to get all the details first because anyone can just say anything. And if they ate up the words and be like, oh, yeah, okay. But he was a state hopper, so I don't know what different state laws are like, but he hopped from multiple state to state from, doing these k- killings. From what I've seen in the past, like, in terms of, like, cases that we've covered, all this kind of stuff, some states can be a bit, um, bit arsy about giving over their cases they're like it's my case you're not having it like that's happened before in quite a few cases where they just won't pass on information so there's there could be part of that but also yeah like it's out of their jurisdiction in a way so it's not like here like we have most every town every village whatever has a police station but if you do a crime in London and you fucked off to Leeds and did another crime there and then you fucked off to Nottingham or whatever, you did and you did that, you kind of moved around a fair bit, but you committed a crime in every city. It doesn't matter where, like, if you get arrested, you're being charged for like every murder you've committed, regardless of what city you've done it in regardless of whose jurisdiction you're in because that doesn't really matter but i think in america it's a bit different any american listeners that want to weigh in on that please let us know but from what i've seen from cases that we've covered in the past that seems to be a contributing factor like oh this has gone past state lines it's not we can't do anything about it now it's not our jurisdiction anymore so that might be it. Maybe. Um, it's, but it's, it's, it's fucking stupid if that is the case because the man's clearly murdered multiple people and, and he's dead. Like, okay, like he's dead. Okay, fair enough. But that means that there's so many other murders in different states that are left unsolved. Yeah, it's never good when someone commits to that many but they don't have all the evidence to match up to saying how much he has done. Because yeah. then the police know themselves. Like I was saying, that 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 sheriff guy said that he himself knew that he killed a lot more. It's on the level of just like, oh shit, like fucking. They need to find the evidence to try to back it up because he could be the bullshitting thing. Because I know sometimes serial killers have done that. Just say, oh, I committed this many when they didn't, just to up the numbers to get the police looking in the wrong places for the murders that he didn't commit. Just kind of deter them away from the actual ones he did commit. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's kind of stupid, but that is how it's run over there, I guess. But the, he's dead. Um. Yeah, died. Um. Pentobarbital was administered. I'm not entirely sure what that is. Um. What is? Uh, 
Pentu. As a sedative, a pre-antistatic to control convulsions and emergencies. It can be also used for short treatment of insomnia. In high, do in high doses, it, ca it causes death by a res respiratory arrest. It's used for veterinary euthanasia and is used by some US states and the federal government in the United States for execution of convicted criminals by lethal injection. So yeah, your, your, your respiratory system just fucks itself. But rightly so, this guy should have got executed, but yeah. Like I said, it included that one fucked up thing which really took me took me back. But um, I, I'd ho hopefully, if they do end up being able to link him to some other crimes, maybe in the future somewhat, and give some peop some families some closure. That would be very nice. But um, yeah, that's Tommy Lintel's. Uh, very fucked up, man. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. It just it just felt a bit fitting as well because the last person we covered killed a lot of people. So if this guy actually does end up some point in the future, they link him to all seventy cases that he said. Then wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, indeed. Um, yes, I'm assuming if you use a photo, use the one of him with the beard. Because in his later photos, he didn't have a beard. And there might be some documentary stuff on the telly. Well, actually, there is. Um, there's an ABC thing here. I've I've not watched any things on him. I, I, was, t I was too, like, ah. Uh, too, too grossed out by him. Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Will this video play... ABC News. No, oh, the the media's not playing this one. I don't know why. Oh well, I can't get the the with the. Oh no, this is on YouTube. Let's see. Yeah, ABC did a thing, so that'll be the ABC thing, as I mentioned. Which, as we always recommend, sometimes if you want as a little actually you can watch interviews of serial killers because it helps give a kind of picture into the mindset of how some of these people work and some of them are very quite eerie I would watch with caution because I've watched a couple of interviewees yeah I it, so one thing that I shockingly don't do I watch like documentaries like obviously but it's not I don't do it often I normally do like the podcast route so there's a lot of time where I don't actually know what they look like and I like keeping it that way because I feel I don't like putting the face to what they've done I feel like it makes it worse if you get what I mean like it just makes like the whole image you've already like had to envision what they've done when you're, when you're reading shit and like it just makes it worse so there's a lot of the time where I've not even like looked at what these people look like but yeah it, it is interesting if you do get the chance to look at these interviews because a lot of the times you don't really see a lot of serial killers are doing a lot of interviews like you got the main ones but some that we've talked about like there's nothing like they just put them in prison and then that's the end of it but yeah if you want to go and check out Whoa, I'm watching it now, and the guy, the interviewee guy says, did she give birth? You know, the one I mentioned, when she give birth, when you beat her up, and he says, you're pushing your luck. The fuck is he pushing his luck? You pushed your luck by killing her when you... He said, let's not go into blood and guts in the interviews, he said, and wow. You literally did, you, let's not go into, like, you fucking did it! 
fucking work. Ah, in this documentary before we uh, end, he said, well, according to the, the interviewer, he blames it on sexual abuse as to why he's had a murderous rampage. There are multiple people uh, who are listening right now uh, who are probably just going, Hi, I, I, I was sexually abused as a child. I don't do this. So, uh, yeah. fuck off, mate, because I, all that does, I've got a feeling, like, whenever these arseholes say this shit, whether whether like, oh, this happened to me because I was sexually abused as a child and all this kind of shit, every person out there who has been through that is probably just going, shut the fuck up. Like, all at the same time, just shut the fuck up. We're angry, yes. We're traumatised, yes. We have PTSD, yes. We don't do that. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's a contributing factor, sure, because trauma is there, but it's not an excuse in the fucking slightest. Yeah, I... I'm just a bit concerned how in that interview he's saying, let's not go into detail about stuff. Kind of... That's someone... Kind of basically admitting that they know they fucked up. And they've done these crimes. But then, as a serial killer saying, can we not talk about this stuff? It's a bit on the opposite end. Because you know how a lot of them, when they do the interviews, they'll explain what they did. Yeah. And none of them will, none of them will really go, oh, sorry, can we not talk about it? As if they're, like, disgusted or, or like, kind of freaked out by it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But... I'm going to probably watch the rest of this interview and a couple of things because it's quite interesting um, to get a bit more tidbits. But for some cases, I don't know all the time because I don't know if it's just going to regurgitate what's I've already got information-wise from online. So, But that was Tommy Lynn Sells, who is rightfully dead. Um, Bye-bye. Not, 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 not a very heavy, heavy, heavy case compared to some of the other ones we've done, but he has committed. There was a lot of heavy topics in that. And I put it up there with the thing that he committed is one of the most fucked things I've heard. It's really bad that we can that we were like this is a really heavy and disgusting case, not the worst one we've done though. There are, there are yeah, up there. That, I know that's a horrible thing to say, but if, if listeners now will kind of understand what I'm saying by that. We've done. We, uh, to be fair, like this couldn't probably die thinking that it was Mr. Big Bollocks. We've done work. We've, we, we've read about worse than you, mate. Fuck off. And sadly, there'll probably be worse to come in the future. Yep. We're, we're living in a sick, twisted world. So, yeah, most likely. Because there is like, isn't it like a, st- a bleh, statistic where it's like there's always like a serial killer active, like two or three at once? I think so. They they always say that thing that you know the saying or the thought of like you walk past a serial killer in your life, but you just might not know it. Yeah, that's weird. Like, but it's so true. But yeah, there's there's so many things that are going on in life. You just don't think about stuff and. Probably right now, as we are recording this episode and me saying this right now, someone's probably or could have just been murdered right now by someone. But you don't think about that. There's so much true crime happening that it slips your mind because you try and think of all the good things. So, sadly, 
in the future there'll be people who are doing way worse cases than the ones we cover but you know um it just never stops no happy friday guys <laughs> happy friday it's like think about yes. it, think about it you might well passed a murderer today that's just like i've right he that's if if, if, any, if they like me these our our fellow true crime fans um we've just made them not want to leave the house more <laughs> like you can well, walk it past a serial killer on your way I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't blame you and in this case this guy was a home intruder so you're never even safe in your own home yeah that's my worst fear you know i don't like that that's why i keep a knife next to me bud that's not even a joke i actually do i have a knife wow no, wow only because right i've got a valid point for this and i, I whenever whenever i've had to whenever i said that and someone's gone, whoa, what the fuck? I'm, I'm like, right, no, let me explain mm. myself. So basically, my if my old flatmate listens to this, sorry, mm. but you did this a lot. Um, he he would be the last one to come in, like at the at night because he'd work very late shifts. So he'd be the last one in at normally like one or two in the morning. And often or not, he'd be quite tired, so he'd forget to lock the door. And I live in an apartment complex, so you're thinking it might be alright, but still, but around that time, there was some break-ins happening in our building, possibly due to someone doing it who already lived in the building, because it's a bit easier, but also, like, the main door outside has been a bit fucking dodgy, it wasn't closing properly, all this kind of shit, and it's like, he kept on leaving the door unlocked, and I wouldn't know about it, because I'd be in bed, so I wouldn't know about it until the next day I get up to go to work, and I'd see the doors unlocked, and I'm like, oh shit. So we got to lock the door again. So I, in my sense of panic, because I'm gonna fall asleep, I'm not gonna be checking the door at like three o'clock in the fucking morning. I just keep a knife next to my bed because it's like, right, fucking try me, bitch. <laughs> like, dare you? Fuck off. Like, I, it was the, it was the sense of paranoia because I knew the door was being left unlocked at sometimes, and it was really freaking me out. And it was just making sure I had something next to me just to defend myself if that did happen. So it's a reasonable excuse. It's a, it's like you can't blame me there. No one get into my fucking house. No, I I wouldn't blame you exactly. for having some form of safety because you know. Exactly. See, once I explain it, everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, no, fair enough." Like I'm a woman, dude. Like I'm I'm gonna be the first one to get fucking battered. Like I'm not fucking having it. No. My cat's not exactly going to scratch your eyeballs out. He's too friendly. No, see, I will say before we go that sometimes I'm like, when I've got the cat in my room, thinking, well, someone comes in, the cat will defend me. But then I'm like, nah, yeah, no, Monty I'm, probably wouldn't. No, I won't. It's a cat. It ain't defending shit. But, no, this was an interesting episode. Um, I I don't know what to do next week, but yeah, I, I always find it a quite interesting one when people the the killers confess to more murders than what the police or whoever suspect they've done, because then it's like, oh shit, will we know? Will we ever know? And when the numbers are so high, it's so hard to get them all, or like bring justice to all of them. So um, yeah. This was an interesting one indeed, so whatever you do next week, who knows? I have no idea yet, I will be very honest. No, don't don't have anyone? Okay. Not, not yet, plus I'm not going to tell you anyway. <laughs> <sighs>
yeah, no, but sometimes you already have three ones. But like I've said, when I end up researching certain people, other killers appear on or mentioned within things. So I always go, oh, there's someone else, you know. Yeah, I, eh, we'll we'll see what I'll come up with. I'll find something. I always do, and you and I think everyone thoroughly enjoys it. At least I hope they do. But also, everyone, I got a notification this morning because uh, I obviously I have uh, the Spotify podcast app because I'm the fucker that uploads all this shit. So I I, I get all this notifications. I get all notifications, everything. Spotify Wrapped is beginning to get uploaded the data is getting collected currently so binge listen to this podcast and we might be in your spotify rap this year and if that is the case tag us in it and let us know yeah that's that's a real thing we were in some people's spotify rap last year we were in some people's top five last year and it blew my fucking mind and the what oh yeah did i not tell you that shit (laughs) i think you did but it's always it's always a mind-blowing thing because so many people do this sort of stuff and then you never think because there's so many people doing the same thing like with anything like if you want to be a professional swimmer there's so many people wanting to be professional swimmers some people wanted to be professional musicians you know somebody wanted to be professional big companies start big companies be the number one company blah 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 you know what i mean so in the same realm of us that there's so many other people doing true crime podcast and then where it's like people choose your one out of the thousands or hundreds or however many others it's always a nice feeling inside and it's gratifying and we we do say yeah listen and promote when we can but we're not really here begging on our knees please please listen please if they're in the rap do we just take that for granted like yeah nice and if we are definitely let us know because it's nice to know that some people are uh, choosing us out of the others we must bring something that gets people in exactly so if we're in your spotify rap this year i know it's a bit of a while off it's not gonna uh, a month or so i think yeah, it's in a month or so, but yeah. I think it's the start of December. Yes, I think it is, actually, yeah. So, if we are in your Spotify app, then by all means, please let us know and tag us, because that will be awesome. But, yeah, binge listen to the podcast, so then we end up in your uh, Spotify wraps. So that would be great. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. Matt did a very good job this week. I think we can all agree. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope we've hoped you have thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah, we will see you next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.